Hi, I'm Akko. And I'm Marcy. And welcome to the Colored Pages Book Club. Yes. Hey. It's that bi-weekly podcast that focuses on fiction, fantasy, and magical realism written by writers from colorful backgrounds. Oh, uh, yes. Colorful backgrounds. And today is actually, drum roll please. Indeed. Today is actually the first day of our Summer Sort series. Woo. If we had a jingle, it would be playing. We got some confetti going. Y'all right. can't see it, but it's cool. <laughs> yes, that's right. We are going to be jumping into our Summer Short series. For those who may be unfamiliar, during the summer, you know, we like to just like switch it up a little bit. You know, we talk yeah. about mostly novels and things throughout the year. We like to use the summer to like talk about just different things that we mm-hmm. haven't really gotten a chance to cover during our like our normal years. So like talking more about like comics and plays, like discovering some different genres mm-hmm. that we don't really usually explore. And today we're actually starting off with a little bit of a like a like a like a like a, like a little steamy energy or Ooh. whatever because we're actually going to be starting the summer short series with my pick, which is called Ambrosia, a trans mask and non-binary erotic comic anthology which was edited by Tab Kempton and Jade Sarson. Yeah, very steamy. We're excited. Um, it is. It was. Oh my god. Yeah, we will. We will talk about. <laughs> yeah, erotic is not really usually our thing. It's true. Not saying it's not our thing, but we just haven't talked about it before. Um, yeah. And yeah, I. Tuh, but tuh, I think. <laughs> we, Yes. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about. I think it's going to be fun. I feel like the mm-hmm. whole summer is going to be kind of fun. We have a lot of interesting picks and topics and guest collabs. So it's going to be exciting. Yeah. But before we get started, I mm-hmm. have a question. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. What is your question, love? Okay. So as many of us went through the public or private school education and as Mm. we were there you know high school they tend to have a sex ed class in which they teach you about something semblance some semblance of an education on sex i guess you could call it Mm -hmm. and in retrospect you know there's a lot of things i wish that had been more emphasized and explained to a young person who is just traversing their sexuality for the first time so reading this Mm -hmm. a book well anthology made me think what was something you wish they had taught you in high school sex ed it can be more than one thing and what was a place podcast person book that helped you have a healthier idea of sexuality or maybe your mm. sex ed class in high school was, in fact, very progressive and, in fact, endowed It wasn't. <laughs> nope. You ain't there got you go. Nope. Didn't it. think it was. <laughs> <laughs> Grew up in Georgia. So, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So, as you were, so when you were asking the question, I actually immediately kind of came up with a book that came up for me. But as far as, I guess, something that I wish was talked about more, well, in general, I wish that there was just any semblance of an acknowledgement of queer sexuality Mm -hmm. in my high school sex ed class like okay i will say this my high school was very interesting because so i grew up in georgia but like atlanta specifically is is like two different places basically um (laughs) and my high school had this weird thing where like technically by georgia law like it was abstinence only like they couldn't talk about Mm. like they couldn't really openly talk about condoms or like any other form of like bearer methods and stuff like that but at the same time, like, my health ed teacher, she was queer. And, like, mm. she kind of, like, 
would sort of weave things in here and there. Like, she, I don't know. It was very, that. like, it felt very subversive and very much like she'd be like, look, y'all, I'm about to say some shit. Don't no, nobody here say nothing to nobody. <laughs> like, like, this needs to stay in this room, okay? And, like, it was nothing inappropriate, obviously, but it was just yeah, very, was like, educational. she was just giving the real. She was like, look, okay, like, I, you know, like, like it was just mm-hmm. a very real, frank conversation about sex. Granted, it was still a bit heteronormative but like it was like a little i don't know it was it was very it was it was much more than like i guess what the textbook was telling us to talk about mm-hmm. um and it was interesting because i actually heard in later years like she actually i think she got fired for that same reason oh, like someone no. had like brought that up to like a parent and then like you know they complained to the school and it just became this whole thing but um so that was really unfortunate but um you know i do wish that like just the routes high school yeah there was more of a just education around, like, like an acknowledgement, one, of just, like, queer identity in general, um, like, queer and trans identity, but also just, like, the varying ways that people have sex, um, and mm-hmm. that is not just, like, one person has to have a penis, one person has to have a vagina, and then they do a thing. It's like, it's like you know, mm-hmm. there's just so many other ways that sex can look. Like, sex does not... I mean, granted, everyone has a different definition of sex, but like, you know, to me, I'm like, just because like the the, the act of penetration in itself does not make something sex like it's, to, it's so much yeah. broader than that. And so I wish that there was more of a conversation just around like sexual personality, sexual customization, just mm-hmm. kind of like how sex can be. It's something that you can inform the definition of. It's not something that's Ooh, just pushed onto that. you. It's not something that you have to like just accept from others like mm-hmm. your like, whatever is, like, erotic or sensual or, like, forges a connection, whatever the case may be, whatever, like, significance you're looking for, like, that is sex and, like, that and is completely valid. Yeah. So. Yeah. I love that. That's that's something that I wish that was more talked about. But, you know, my high school, they they did they did their best. Actually, funny enough, I'm actually thinking about did it. They ninth- <laughs> hmm? Did they do their best? Did they do their best? Yeah, they they didn't. Um, It was funny enough because I remember in ninth grade, actually, in my English class, like we had to write a paper about I forgot what the like prompt was, but I remember my paper was basically just talking about like the absurdity of like absence only sex education and how it does literally everyone a disservice and like it like contributes to like STI rates and like teen pregnancy and like all Mm -hmm. this other shit. Like my teacher was like, "Bitch!" Like, like, like she was like with the shits. Like she was like go off in this paper though like she was like oh mama you said that miss girl i am yes, not Marcy. mad at all so it, it was just that was the thing it was it was all very like we were all with the shits but it was like mm. you know teachers had to you know really kind of walk on this tightrope of like okay like i don't want to say nothing getting me in trouble but yeah, girl, I lose i'm my not job. mad at this because we had to submit our pro- like our topics in advance and like my teacher mm. was like you write this little, write this paper little girl you do do that <laughs> i was like Ooh, okay, okay. <laughs> um i love that yes. i love that supportive yeah. cosign yeah <laughs> yeah she was very much with it but um uh, but i guess as far as like a book or a podcast or just something that kind of like led to a healthier sense of sexuality i remember when i got to college actually where i met akko um <laughs> i was part of a student group that talked specifically that that did a lot of work on campus to address like sexual health and assault mm. and i remember as part of our training we actually read a book i just pulled it up called yes means yes visions of female sexual power in a world without rape by Ooh, i love it jacqueline friedman and jessica valenti and it was sort of like a I guess it was sort of similar to this in the sense that it was sort of like a anthology, I guess you could call it, of, of like different essays and like poems and things mm. that sort of explored like this idea of like rape culture and consent and like kink and all these different things. And honestly, that was the first time ever like 
reading something like that and i remember mm-hmm. like even something as simple as, I, I remember one of the essays was just talking about how you know high school sex ed typically like there's no discussion of like pleasure like pleasure is oh like my God. completely you, left that out that was of exactly what i was gonna <laughs> talk about <laughs> continue yeah and like like she was just like yeah like that's absurd because like that's a huge part of the conversation that's not mm-hmm. like it, it, it makes it seem like it's just a like a like a mechanical act that people or an do, and it's like there's, there's a rationale behind like, it, or even a terror. Like, oh no, exactly. But you'll have to have sex, and you're like, wow, maybe we all should like avoid it. Like, like right, that's terrifying. <laughs> exactly, and it's like it's like when you paint such an incomplete picture, it does make sex a really daunting, kind of terrifying mm-hmm. thing. That is like it makes you. At least I'll speak from my own personal experience. It did make me kind of like oh, wary, like, like yeah. just like really nervous around sex because it's like i thought about sex and i just immediately thought of you know like stis and like just like all these images that mm-hmm. they like sear into your brain which is a wild part about georgia they'll be like athens only but they'll show you the most graphic pictures of right. like you know just various like sti symptoms and stuff like that and obviously nothing wrong with having an sti but it's just like this is really it just feels very like fear mongering and i just it felt don't like I don't a, a, like that. an extension of dare like it was like basically it's, it's giving that honestly yeah. i was like where, i was like did nancy reagan have a had a have a role in this because it's giving the right. same kind of drug abstinence energy dare um, for like people hugs who not are, drugs or whatever exactly dare who for people who are younger than us was this like anti-drug program that started i think under reagan which kind of tells you why it was ineffective and heinous um and continued i think into the hell it might still be around like probably not as much but it definitely was prominent when we were growing up oh definitely definitely and i'm not sure if it would even go by the same name but definitely the same sentiment was very just like oh don't ever do drugs like they'll fuck up your life and i'm like oh my god and they're showing like a liver with like cirrhosis and i'm like oh my god like this is like yeah there's a lot but never addressing any of like the mental health concerns that leads to like excessive addiction or the like structural inequality that leads to like disparities in like social services that allow people to take care of themselves no it was all about you specifically (laughs) and your choices (laughs) and how you were wrong yeah which is the same thing with the sex ed was very punitive very like you are going to mess up your life. <laughs> like, exactly. Oh, okay. No discussion of trauma at all. Zero. Like, no discussion of sexual violence at nope. all. Like, just, it just really just did everyone a disservice, honestly. But, yeah. Like, but yeah. So, I would say that that book, um, Yes Means Yes, really did kind of change a lot of my paradigms around sex. And especially reading it from the perspective of like women and femmes, I was like, this is a really, like, I'm really glad that I, that I read this because it was also just kind of illuminating to me in a lot of ways of like, okay, bitch, like, that male privilege, uh, bitch, you need to <laughs> kind of unpack this. Because, yeah, I definitely read that mm. when I was, I would say at this point, maybe like 10 years ago. Um, and I want to say, yeah, you know, it's just like one of those things where I was like, okay, I need to like, there are something dynamics in within the conversation around sex that I hadn't really considered before. And so mm. it was it was very like educational and like illuminating. And I was like, this is a great sort of place to to continue my like, you know, journey both in like sexual liberation, but also in like anti-patriarchy like removing Ooh. myself from like rape culture and things like that so, oh, I, uh, so yeah marcy you always just think so deeply about not just yourself i was like taking a run the other day which i mean taking a run is a strong word i was like running and then sometimes walking <laughs> <laughs> um also who takes a run people go for runs um anyway so and I was like thinking about Marcy, which I do sometimes. And I was like, Marcy is really good at not just thinking about themselves, but also about the person in the room with the least amount of power and how to make sure that they feel heard or seen. 
Um, mm. And I was like, ah, that's such a good trait. And then I like stopped running because I ran out of breath and I just <laughs> walked. <laughs> Wait, that's like so beautiful. That, that just. Yeah, oh, it's true. Th- thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Yeah. But yeah, but what about you? Yeah, so um, he kind of like snatched mine from my mouth, but um, that's I'm sorry. Fu- <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Don't apologize. I'm being sassy. Um, but yeah, I one of the there's a couple of things. I wish exactly to your point that pleasure had been more discussed in high school sex ed because it is so sterile the discussion about sex, um, mm. and so lacking. It's a disservice because you're like, oh, I just want to engage in this like part of myself because it sounds like it's just sterile and awful, and everyone will be sad in the end. Um, yeah, and I think that's not a very helpful way to discuss something that is in and of itself imaginative and creative and beautiful and life affirming and Mm -hmm. just also normal like i just wonder if we did that about other things i mean we do kind of but just imagine if like we made eating like this whole to do and then like (laughs) (laughs) which we kind of do right but like even more so so that like generations later you're like well if you're gonna eat you must like go into this room and like turn off all the lights and you cannot look at the food (laughs) you You better take every single bite because oh you might choke right i guess just it's over it's like oh my god right like don't season anything because you might enjoy it too much and then you might choke on your food and you know like it would if we it's interesting (laughs) that we take this one thing and make it such a terror and i know that america in particular or the u.s in particular has a puritanical history that is more comfortable with pain and deprivation than it is of pleasure and fulfillment and Mm -hmm. i think our excessive individualism and our history of ownership over trust, mm-hmm. using power as a way to own as opposed to community building in a lot of instances reinforces this idea of wanting things without having to discuss <laughs> with a person or have yeah. that um, a meeting of the minds. We'd rather have power force someone to do something or we're more used to mm. power forcing people to do things than the learning the nuance of communication to be with someone in a space. And I think that permeates a lot of our culture, work culture, but also relationships. And that's where you mm-hmm. get these kind of odd ideas where like a person's like, I am this status of individual and thus I must be able to get this status of, of individual. And you're like, have you talked to that person? They're like, no, but my status tells me that I should be able to <laughs> My have power it. is like... Uh. Yeah. And I think I, I wish that that was deconstructed and I wish that the idea of pleasure and joy were more emphasized because there's something revolutionary mm-hmm. about giving and receiving pleasure from someone else and from yourself because then you are communicating with someone and and you're feeling them and understanding mm-hmm. them and then they're it's humanizing to be with someone yeah. else as opposed to sort of yeah being so fearful of everything and therefore having to do everything shamefully right um mm-hmm. and in secret and i think a lot of violence happens because of this deep repression mm-hmm. and i do think too 
this is going to sound weird, but I also think, I think about the way we teach young people how to deal with horniness. Mm-hmm. And it's it's like repress, 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 repress. And we make yeah. people embarrassed. You know, if you have a boner, it's embarrassing. If you feel something towards someone in class, it's embarrassing. And I just think about that terror, you know, young people have when their bodies are changing. Like, oh, my God, do I smell bad? Do I'm having like a boner in class. Does that person know that? Like, mm-hmm. there's just so much terror around like the sensations that are happening. And I wish yeah. we would. I wish I could have learned at a younger age that these sensations don't need to be pressed down until they're nothing. Um, mm-hmm. It's like you're, it's like a wave through your body. It's like, I wish people had explained to, to me that as a human, you're not static. And then any minute mm. you're having a, a wave of something. It's a state. It's, it's not, um, it's like a state of a stasis, not a state. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and I think, <laughs> I think about Spanish and how it has that difference in the word be like there's mm-hmm. there's things that are permanent and then there are things that that change over time like emotions have a different mm-hmm. you know and I and yeah. I that that nuance in the English language is missing right and so is with something is it always is as opposed to something that's a state that's in flow or in flux mm-hmm. and I wish they had taught us that because if you're feeling horny in class, that's completely fine. Like it's totally it's cool that you're fine. feeling horny. It's yeah, literally fine. It's like fine, and you're like, but I don't know what's and you know, there's all this fear, like what's doing it and who is it and what does that mean about me? Like, bro, your body's just reacting in a moment. You're good. Like, yeah, maybe your teacher made a sound on the on the. I was gonna say chalkboard, but I'm sure the kids in the future are like, what? But maybe you know, maybe <laughs> like, someone, what is that? We use computers. <laughs> yeah, maybe you just heard a sound that was pleasing, or someone was close to you, and your body mixed motions together because emotions aren't clearly delineated things, and you just felt a feeling, and it's okay. Like all those feelings are okay, and it's okay that that person's your friend, or that you actually mostly dislike that person <laughs> most of the time. You know, it's okay. They're just their feelings, and you're having them and your body is indicating something to you and because you're human you feel things and mm-hmm. it's just a wave and it will pass like everything else but because we're so terrified of it we hold on to the state for longer and we make it we ha- we have to like magic a meaning into it that it maybe doesn't even have <laughs> and we become mm. so anxious about it and so terrified and filled with dread and 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 it it perpetuates and lasts for such a long time and it's made even worse when you have like a friend or a, maybe not even friends in high school, <laughs> but you have someone who points something out and embarrasses you or makes you ashamed. And that can yeah. last for so long. And I, I wish people had been more, I wish our teachers had been more mentors and pleasure and feelings and sensations. I wish it had been more mm-hmm. holistic as opposed to sterile and um, medical, you know? yeah Mm. damn say that yeah because there's just there's so much and it's like just the self-comparison like just oh my god oh god like i remember uh, i hated whenever we would talk about puberty in class Mm because then it'd be like you know there's always like just the showboating and the like oh god like people just trying yeah it's just very like it was just so much. And it was just kind of like, I don't know, it's like, oh, like this person's going through this. Like, why am I not doing that? Right. Am I different? Just, am I weird? You're not weird. You're fine. Ex- <laughs> you're fine. It's like, it's like, yeah, like if you haven't reached puberty and you're like 14, girl, it's like not. You're good. <laughs> you're cool. Or you have. Like, I, I, I know good. it's also like, you know, it, it's easier said 
you know, oh, like, it's like in so much harder right? versus like going through it. So yeah, I, I yeah. begrudge no young person who's having difficulty. I had so much difficulty. There's no, me too. but I wanted to say some things that helped me. So if you're a young person, um, <laughs> is this the best episode you for you to be listening to? Maybe, yeah, like I mean, it's like <laughs> maybe it is. <laughs> maybe this is the episode. But um, if you are a young person, there's or any person, some things that kind of helped me. One, Audrey Lord's "The Use of the Erotic" was a really, really good book. It's an mm-hmm. essay, actually, to help me deconstruct erotic as not something sinister. You know, to deconstruct mm-hmm. that notion and to see it as a very nuanced human. I don't know, power, <laughs> essence, I don't know, feeling, <laughs> sensation. Mm. Another one that also I I used to listen to this podcast called Risk with an explanation point. And they talked mm-hmm. a lot about, it was like stories told boldly was the tagline. But they talked about a lot of different things. But a lot of their episodes were people talking about their sexual experiences. And mm-hmm. it was very normalizing <laughs> to hear other people mm. talk about sex in a, in a normal way and it was very informative like from that podcast i learned vaginas can be different shapes and colors and they're all normal shapes and colors and i was like wow mm. literally just romance movies in and of themselves like have left a notion of like what a body having sex looks like like it's hairless mm. and usually it's pink <laughs> everything's yeah. pink and hairless <laughs> and you're like Oh, I don't look like that. <laughs> guess I I'm no. not a body that has sex. <laughs> like you're like I guess that's but anyway, um so that podcast, I don't know if they still have it, but listening to sex positive podcasts could be really helpful. And this book called Pleasure Activism: The Politics of Feeling Good by Adrian Marie Brown is another book that focuses in particular about black bodies, black people, black and brown people and how mm-hmm. pleasure is revolutionary and how there is beauty and our ability to find excess and and have autonomy in our pleasure practices just as much as we do in our activism in the outside world fighting oppression and in fact it's necessary Mm. that we engage and enjoy our pleasures because we are not put in this world to suffer that's a misconception created by mm. quite frankly the oppressor to make us you know this like weird mlk narrative where we are here to like martyr martyrdom <laughs> we've been born to yeah. martyr ourselves regardless <laughs> if you choose to or not but that's not true that's not why we're here so i really like that and then there's a podcast called afro sexology and they have a book it's like solo sex a work book for your erotic self and it's really cool because it's not just about having sex with other people or even sex with yourself it's also just about figuring out what you <laughs> enjoy in life and like i'm ordering it yeah and like today. there's crossword yeah it's really fun there's crossword puzzles it, it makes you ask questions I, I like will like sip a t- cup of tea and then like read it and like ask myself questions about myself and you know it could be like oh i like running you know i like exerting myself i like painting i like the tactile feeling of you know massaging clay i like touching someone's face i like giving you know Mm -hmm. anything anything that makes you feel tactile and alive and yeah and not to separate you know sex and and that pleasure from any other type of pleasure it's just an extension of self Mm. you know so 
yeah, those are some healthy things if you guys want to <laughs> be healthy, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Go off with the fucking resources. <laughs> yes. Like, I was like, I, like, I, I'm... I'm literally about to get all of these things. Um, yeah, because yeah, like I definitely, that. and I'm sure we can kind of get into this in the in the discussion piece. But um, I don't know. I definitely feel like I'm like sort of in like a kind of like an interesting moment in my sexuality. Um, mm. that I'm trying to. I feel like I'm sort of navigating through some things. So I, feel like I love the it. Reflection would be really, really helpful. So, Yay! Yeah. Um. Okay. So. Let's take a little bit of a break, you know, maybe grab some tea, do some things. You only got 10 <laughs> seconds, but you can also pause it. Come back. That's also fine. <laughs> There's no pressure. I don't know why I put that stressful situation <laughs> upon y'all. Um, and yeah, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about ambrosia. See y'all in a little bit. Woo. <laughs> You're like, you only have 10 seconds. And everyone's like, fuck. <laughs> it's just like too much. Someone's rushing around I'm sorry, to get Yeah. Okay. So off the top, before we start, I have like two disclaimers. The first one mm-hmm. is the sex can be a little bit like it can just bring back a lot of emotions. Some emotions you thought you squared with, some you knew you didn't square with. So at the top, remember, just turn it off. If you get overwhelmed, you get confused, you don't know why, you're upset that you don't know why, it's okay. You're fine. Just Truly. turn off the podcast. Go listen to a different one or none at all. Take a nap, drink some tea. So yeah. I just want to get a puppy. You, oh, you have pet a puppy. Yeah. And if you're like, actually, I want to sit in this space and kind of explore, but I also kind of still feel uncomfortable. Grab a pillow, sit with a pillow. Um, mm. I know that sometimes it's hard and sometimes you want to like extend yourself. And I've done that with other podcasts too. So just you're okay. It's a, it's the coolest thing about podcasts or erotica or things like that is you you can like leave your comfort zone but also have the control to push pause but sometimes you just mm. need someone to remind you that you can push pause so <laughs> that's why i'm telling yeah. you this so that's one thing mm-hmm. the second thing is in this book we are talking about consensual pleasure a lot of sexual activities occur with violence and non-consent and mm-hmm. I just want to make that distinction because it's really hard sometimes to hear people talk about something so positively when your experience with it has been perhaps very, very negative. And so I want to mm. give space for that just to know that the reverence we're talking about is is about people genuinely enjoying themselves and being happy mm-hmm. and the assault and the violence that people use. I, I sometimes even wish there was a different word that wasn't sex for that because rape and assaults and non-consent they're not the same thing you know it's (laughs) i think of it analogously to like if someone took a baseball bat and hit you over the head you're not playing baseball like someone's using Mm. a (laughs) right like someone's using a baseball oh my god yeah um and and so in a lot of ways violence is used um sex is used as a means of violence because mm-hmm. of its beauty, it's distort it, it, to distort something quite beautiful, and we kind of talk about this in the death of Vivek Oji. Violence, mm-hmm. you know, dampens the nuance of things, and when people are used 
those types of tactics. I mean, the, even the UN calls mass rape a type of war crime, right? It's it's a way of mm-hmm. inflicting power. It's a way of dampening the imagination, and so that the oppressor has control in even a really deep place. So, the point of that is to say that is a different convo, one that is valid and should be discussed. But today, mm-hmm. we're going to try and focus on happier pleasurable things in a way of hopefully Mm -hmm. giving life or planting seeds or watering that imaginative nuance that the Mm -hmm. erotic can bring to people and themselves and others and the world so Mm -hmm. with that caveat (laughs) we are now going to start thank you thank you for saying that (laughs) thank you so much for saying that yeah 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 (laughs) so mercy (laughs) what what did you like about this sexy book (laughs) Oh god. Ooh, my emotions. Okay. Um yeah, I so okay, so I guess just for for context for everybody. So the way we'll be doing this is that we'll just like kind of jump right into the discussion and just kind of provide context where necessary and bring mm-hmm. up specific examples as they come up. Just cuz like giving a plot summary for a lot of these shorts would, you know, would take like 3 seconds. So we should be able to just kind of infuse them both. But and, and also for context, so ambrosia, for, for those who may not know, in Greek mythology, ambrosia, I want to say it's just food for the goddesses and gods, like just yeah. in, you know, Greek mythology. And so a lot of the comics specifically has some kind of deity theme where mm-hmm. people maybe themselves, like it was like either like sexual interactions between folks who were both, you know, deities or maybe like a deity and a like a person or like you know just like there was there was something like divine about about yes. everything which is actually one of my favorite aspects of it just because just fuck what do i even start okay so <laughs> just reading through the entire comic anthology what i loved more than anything was just that like the sex scenes were just so varied both in terms of just like body types but also just like the things that people were doing mm-hmm. um there was one called Live Like Moss by Cosmo Parker that was actually even like an exploration of like asexual eroticism. And it yeah. basically highlighted two individuals who were like going on a walk through a forest. And there was sort of like a like a transformation sequence at the end. But it was like it was exploring the idea of as they're going through the woods and like interacting with different fruits and just like the crunching of the grass and just the wind, like just being really in touch with nature, how that in itself, that like both being in Congress with each other, but also with nature was itself an erotic experience and Mm -hmm. like normalizing that. I just loved how like, I I feel like my go-to word is always customizable, but I just loved how varied and customizable and personal all the sex scenes felt like it felt like this is a specific sexual interaction between like these two or more individuals taking place here and none and it just felt so like freeing mm-hmm. like there was just so much permission like it was like regardless of like what your body looks like what your genitals look like what it, like regardless right. of whatever the case may be like you have a space here and your mm-hmm. pleasure here matters. And like, it does not even have to always be genital play or penetration or anything like that. It mm-hmm. could just be like whatever you want it to be. Um, there was another strip called A Chede and the art is by Guillermo Saavedra and the story is by David Orion Pena. And like that one was interesting because basically it was kind of showcasing this sexual scene between like a human and like this volcano deity. And, um, you know, they were like having sex. Um, and at one point, the the deity was like, was like, wait, actually, I don't want to 
orgasm because if I do, the entire volcano that you're <laughs> around right now is going to erupt and everyone is going to die. <laughs> and so like, it was just like, okay. So he was like, okay, like that's cool. Like we could just like switch it up, whatever. Mm. And like they were, you know, they were doing oral, so they kind of do like switch it up or whatever. And it was like, it was beautiful because even in that, and like in the in the idea of they had a sexual interaction, but like you know, like. This person, like, or rather, this deity decided, like, you know, I'm not going to climax. I'm not. We're, that's mm-hmm. actually not going to happen. Like, and that's also okay. It just felt like yeah. there was just so much permission, and there was no wrong answer. Like, just everyone was part of it, and it just in it and in that space. I think when you just allow people to really just show up as as they are, and like, there's no idea. There's there's no mold that anyone's trying to fit into it really allows everyone to just access what pleasure truly means for them them. because it's like we can just truly do whatever the fuck and it's something that honestly i would say that like anyone should read this like i know that it's so specifically the comics typically highlighted someone like a main character who was trans masculine and or non-binary and like i know that that's sort of like the demographic but i think frankly everyone should read this because i think part of like i mean even like a cishet cohort i'm like y'all could benefit from just like (laughs) authenticity when it comes to sexuality and like like Akko kind of mentioned earlier like removing these paradigms around like power and control and like sex being an extension of your like your status or an extension of like some privilege or like I don't know fucking what's the word I'm looking for um entitlement that you might feel towards other people in their bodies exactly Um, yeah and so I feel like reading something like this is just like it was just so powerful it was just so beautiful and like just fun i don't know i was just reading it i was like this just looks fun like girl can i join <laughs> i was just like this just looks so lit like i just oh my god i just yeah so anyway so those are sort of like my initial <laughs> thoughts i definitely have some more thoughts but um but yeah what did you think Ako? yeah so i'm actually not that visual of a person so i was like huh i'm not like into this like on a visual level even though i love comics mm-hmm. um so i was kind of like I'm just reading something more, which I was like, yeah, I just read things sometimes, so it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so my brain went into a pretty analytical space, but I think that's fine. And I guess what I'm trying to say with this is not every form of erotica is going to suit you, <laughs> and that's perfectly right. fine, right? So another one might suit you more or less, but I think if this type suits you, it's a really, really good example of that type because exactly mm-hmm. to Marcy's point, I love there is always consent in the stories, and not just like mm. consent, like it is time for consent. I am a consent robot, which is perfectly <laughs> fine. <laughs> I do not mind the consent robot if no one gets hurt. But also <laughs> But also not the consent robot. <laughs> but also in a way that was playful and sexy and fun and enjoyable right. and, and, and conversational and and exactly nuanced and customizable in that it was just like an extension of a discussion. I love the mm. different body body types there's body hair which i love because i was like humans have body hair a lot of them so it's good to show that um different gender expressions and not just different gender expressions but of sex that was affirming to those gender expressions um Mm. and i really like that because yeah it was just like no you can identify this way and have sex and still identify this way (laughs) there's no there's no you know contradiction you're fine and you're just Mm -hmm. living your life i i really like that to marcy's point i i did like the use of the mythology and the gods and the deities to create a reverence of self um for selves Mm. who are not always 
seen by society as with a reverence. And I thought that was a very reclaiming thing to do, right? Is to it, it, It's similar to She of the Mountain and um, the queerification of a Hindu religion, right? It's it's similar to what mm-hmm. Vivek, Vedatha Vivek Oji, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's saying that this way of being, like like we always say or have been saying lately, we are older than the labels that we've placed on ourselves and to use mm-hmm. imagination and, you know, gods and pantheons and fun things mm-hmm. to sort of <laughs> allow the imagination to run wild. I, I really enjoyed that and and like marcy was saying i was like i can tell that people are having fun drawing this I, this is a healthy expression of mm. of sexuality because the people who who've made this were having fun drawing and having fun affirming themselves and i just like it because this is such a fun way to interact with sexuality in which literally no one is hurt and in fact your imagination is allowed to run free like i am a hundred percent sure no one was hurt in the writing <laughs> of this book <laughs> and that's zero just, people were hurt. zero people like maybe someone got a, a, a wrist cramp drawing you know like, maybe, maybe like a paper cut at one point <laughs> but like that was about it right um and I, and I like how responsible the editors were with like the little, they have these content tags and they're just like, this mm, is what this yeah. is about. So, and they say at the beginning, like, not everything is everyone's thing. This is what it's about. If you want to skip, skip. And it's so nice because it's like, yeah, engage in this in a way that has literally nothing to do with being, what's it called? Um, when you're forced into something conscripted coerced thank you (laughs) they're like you could you got you got epistemological but coerced was difficult (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) but yeah um there is just a lot of care taken to make this and to put out into the world and and to marcy's point it's yeah it's non-binary trans mask people trans um femme people anyone can really read this in the queer community but also I don't know if people need to start figuring it out because maybe, the, yeah, mm. I don't know. They need to start figuring it out. Whatever. Everyone can do what they want. But the point is, is, is <laughs> there is something here that can you can take on because it's antithetical to sort of the mainstream over policing or over regulatory or over scripting mm. of, of our interactions with each other that in, in so many ways leads to violence or even if not to that extent dissatisfaction with ourselves and others um yeah, yeah. oof you you better preach and oh my <laughs> god yeah i couldn't agree more and i think going back to the deity piece like it truly like you kind of said it, it really made it such that like pleasure experienced by you know queer trans non-binary asexual aromantic people like it's like it's like literally divine like Mm -hmm. i love just like the divinity of the exploration and sort of even like just the audacity to like Mm -hmm. really just be so yourself in it It, like there is something that feels like and i struggle with the word divine because it's like i don't want to make it seem somehow less human or like somehow this is like inaccessible or like unobtainable or anything like that but it's just like there's like maybe a magic there there's like there was just like magic throughout the pages Mm. that i was like this is something really really special and i just love yeah like like you said there's just so much care and so much like thought put into it i just really really loved it yeah and the idea that we humans i think we talked about this once like to get to be with someone not in the sense of like oh i get to because they're so much better than me or like a power difference but the fact that we are we are all 
we're all stardust. Like we are all divine. And sometimes we underestimate the, I mean, even if you just take the low probability of someone's existence in like the span of the whole universe, there is a probability, Mm -hmm. there is a luck in that probability of them existing that is so special, right? Um, Mm. And that we take for granted, you know, the divinity of each other, of their specialness. And Mm. this book reclaims that and 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 we do it in a way to have power over people right like if you diminish yeah. the specialness of someone that 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 we are all astounding for being alive in and of itself it's easy to mm. to disregard them and yeah that's why yeah. there's one really, the red delicious one by alan capes the main character rook they talk about in particular like my body is not disgusting and i am not disgusting and neither are my desires and I, I, it made me think about the way society projects a disgust on certain people as a way to have power over them and to exact to say what their worth is, um, mm-hmm. and to diminish it. And I, I really liked that that reclaiming <laughs> that not even yeah. reclaiming that indulging in what you areness of that line because even you know just being a black body that grew up in a lot of white spaces that disgust was projected on on me and so i I really appreciated that someone would refute that yeah i agree i agree and like and and something i also really liked about it was that some of the stories kind of like like kind of what you were saying earlier like there's just like a like there's just like a like you said there's like a specialness there's like a you know we're all made of stardust like there's just something really specific and very beautiful about being able to experience like an authentic form of like it, sure it might be love but even just like romance like yeah bonded, sure it's like any kind of connection with someone else just um, such that it makes it always worth it to explore and i want to i want to specifically shout out this comic let me pull it up real quick um so there was a comic called moonflower by lonnie garcia and essentially just a quick tldr it was basically about this deity that is essentially immortal right and kind of throughout their day like notices someone who he's like really like there's like a person he notices that's like really into like gardening and stuff and like just kind of day by day like the deity will just like sit and like watch this person and be like wow like it's kind of cute just like you know doing whatever like blah blah Mm -hmm. blah and you kind of learn a bit more about the deity's background and like how essentially you know being immortal like the way that they've coped with I guess life and just still being on this planet mm-hmm. under acknowledging the fact that like, you know, they're always going to outlive the people that they love, which just like, Oh, like I'll just kind of isolate myself to a certain degree, just kind of keep myself at a safe distance from people just so I'm not always like hurt. Mm-hmm. And gradually as the two get to know each other, you know, they develop a sexual relationship and just a relation, like a more ro- romantic relationship in general. And I want to say at the very end, I want to re- kind of read it exactly. Cause it like was moving. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the deity said, I've lived many, many years and will probably live many more, but I do not regret loving him. Even if his life is brief compared to mine, it doesn't make it any less bright. And I was just like, that is so, I just love the idea of being like present in the connections that we have with other people. And like, I know, and I've done this a lot myself, so I'm not trying to vilify anyone here, but you know, it's like, I think sometimes it's really easy to be like, oh, like, where is this going? Or like, oh, does this really make sense? Mm, Do I want to put in the labor of X, Y, Z, whatever? And I'm not Mm -hmm. saying that like emotional energy is not labor. Like it it certainly is. 
But there is something just really beautiful about being like, you know what, like, regardless of how this ends or regardless of how long this takes place, like, isn't there just a beauty of having experienced something really special with someone yeah. that, like, makes it worth it? If that's something that you're interested in doing, right? It's like, I feel like that's just something that I really connected with, like, just kind of leading with you choosing to love someone or loving someone or, like, just experiencing love for other people. Like, it's like no one really loses like it's like mm-hmm. there's not a net loss here it's not mm-hmm. like oh like i've expended all the love i can ever you know like it's just like it's like it's like this infinite source or can be at least it's <laughs> like i feel like uh, yeah i just love the idea of being like you know i'm just gonna choose love i'm just yeah. gonna choose to put my ego aside i'm gonna choose to just like be vulnerable and just like love and i'm like that's just so i just love that so <laughs> much <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, I, I I really liked Moonflower too. I think I liked all the ones where it was like time was kind of like a sea or I guess like people met each other and met each other again or, you know, there was like a time thing going on. But the thing I liked mm-hmm. about Moonflower was, you know, they say that you grieve because you have loved mm-hmm. or like the line, it's better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all. Like, um to experience anything is perhaps to to lose it because we're finite beings of course i guess this is a deity so that's different mm. but but yeah, um, they're like listen to the podcast like oh girl that ain't my ministry but or I, I guess because because even if you were infinite other entities aren't so even if you are yeah. infinite an, another entity or like I live longer than a flower. That does not mean flowers are meaningless. But the the point mm-hmm. is, someone's like, who thinks that? Anyway, but the point is, um, but interestingly enough, in in romance, we or even less so in friendships, and that's I guess where this is going. We tend to think like, if it doesn't last forever, it was nothing. Right. But that's impossible. If something happened, it was something. And I think sometimes we give less care because we don't think it's going anywhere but but if that were the case then you should just not give any care of of your life in general because you're like well i mean at best i'm gonna get 90 something years (laughs) right just Mm. because we're finite doesn't mean it's not worth doing you know in fact Mm -hmm. because we're finite might be why it's worth doing And, and i guess what i'm saying is if it's a short relationship or a long one if it's just for fun or if it's a deep intrinsic you know, relationship and whatever it is, just do it well, you know, do it with yeah. the respect for the other person. And with, as you said, like a vulnerability and a genuineness. Why? Because there is meaning and vulnerability and genuineness, even if it's just fun. Mm. <laughs> like if you're just having fun, you can, me and Marcy genuinely have fun <laughs> all the time. <laughs> and it's, it's, we're better for it because it's genuine, you know? And I think that's what mm. I liked about Moonflower. It was just this examination of, it doesn't have to be forever for it to be beautiful and meaningful and right. maybe one of the best things you've ever done, you know? Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. That's beautiful. I just, uh, it just made me feel so much. I will say <laughs> this. So I, I, I won't say that this is like a critique <laughs> necessarily, but, um, just something that I kind of noticed and I was like, hmm. <laughs> so I remember that, See, I don't even want, I don't want to be shady and call people out by name, so I won't. But <laughs> in some of the comics, there were some depictions of um, anal sex where, where was the lube? Where was it? Where I was think it? About like, it I remember there was, was one like, where literally, like, there was basically, like, it was, like, this deity that was, like, having a threesome with, like, two humans and, like, at one point was being, like, double penetrated, like, anally. And, like, just, I, I was, like, where 
is the lube. Like, I was just like, I mean, granted, I guess you're a deity, so it's like maybe a little bit different, but I was just like, this is a, this is wild. Granted, I will say there was actually, I want to say it was called um, The Eye of the Storm by Defense Train and Paper Chimes, um, where there was actually, so there was a, a sex scene between these two deities, and you kind of saw, like, like one of them was using a strap-on, and there was, like, a bottle of lube, like, next to it. And so, like, just a really passive detail that I was like, huh, really appreciate that. But yeah, some of them, I was just like, okay. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> I mean, go off, sis, but, like, I was just like, holy fuck. Like, that just seems like a kind of a lot. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, but that, just, like, a minor detail where I was kind of like, that's interesting. And I will say, mm. too, like, something that, just kind of an overarching thing um, is that a lot of the characters in the scenes and throughout the throughout the comics seem just really, I guess, realized in their sexuality. Like they mm. just felt very like confident and just like really kind of knew exactly what they wanted. They like, were just very like sure of themselves, which is actually really beautiful, and we love that. And like I love seeing that. I think maybe just I'll, I'll speak to my own experience, like kind of like what I mentioned earlier. You know, I feel like right now I am kind of like asking a lot of questions around my sexuality, and I feel like I am working to shift some of my paradigms that are a bit outdated, and very much feel like I'm kind of like in flux as I guess, as far as how I like relate to my own sexual identity. Um, Mm. And I would have, I definitely would have liked to have seen some, you know, some a a bit more depiction of people kind of in a similar space, just because I guess like, that's just kind of where I am. I will say the very first comic, um, the temple of kneeling by fear deer um, TLDR basically was about someone who called upon a deity specifically for the sake of exploring their sexuality and like just kind of being more comfortable in that space. I really appreciate that one because it felt very, I was like, I can relate to this a lot. Like just being like, I don't really know where I am right now, mm-hmm. but I'm kind of willing to like figure the things out and sort of explore and just like, you know, go yeah. through like, just kind of like, kind of, yeah. Like sort of see like where I am and like kind of, you know, and all of that with someone that I feel safe with. Mm-hmm. Um, and not saying that, like, that's always even a static definition, right? Like, who we are sexually or how we relate to ourselves sexually or not, right? Like, that can shift a lot through time. I mean, honestly, I feel like... It does shift. The more, like, the older I get, I'm kind of like... I mean, I guess I mean, you just gotta be a little personal. You know, sometimes I'm like, I feel like I can relate to aspects of, like, asexual experiences. And, like, kind of... I, I sometimes I'm like where do I land, I guess, as far as like, you know, the A spectrum and like, you know, is that like a space that I like kind of find home in? Like, it's just, I think there are a lot of things I'm just asking about myself right now. Um, and it was just really affirming to just see that like, okay, Marcy, like wherever you land or like, however you come to define yourself, like or understand yourself rather than define, like throughout all of these comics, I just saw like so many different depictions where it was like, oh, like there's actually visibility representation for like everyone. So like, there's a future here. Um, Mm -hmm. Even if we come to understand ourselves in ways that like, we may not necessarily always see represented in media for sure, but also even in our own groups of like peers and friends, like that doesn't mean that there's no future there. I think there's, yeah, sometimes I struggle with this idea of feeling like, Oh, like, is there any like future, like putting myself in future tense always feels weird. Um, Mm -hmm. And I feel like this is just a really healing way of being like, here's, here are possibilities here are 16 possibilities of like of stories that could be similar to your own so yeah i I like how you said that the possibilities yeah Mm -hmm. that this presents i think that you're you're 
Of course, you're valid and right. I don't know why I said I think. Um, you are once again valid <laughs> and right in your feelings, of course. Um, but also, I think that you're likely not alone Yeah. in the feeling of I don't entirely. I mean, we just had a whole conversation about how sex ed was not helpful. So a lot of us mm. in adulthood have to figure out what it is that we're doing and why we're doing it and right. what it means. And we're not always sure and i don't think you have to be i think there is so much space in vulnerability to be unsure um and mm. confused and you know in the same way that like if we were taking a walk somewhere and i was like i want to go down this path and you were like huh i am skeptical about this path and then we would be like interesting let's think about this mm -hmm. skepticism and then you're like there is like lots of scary trees that are like hanging low and there seems to be some type of magical portal at the end that can, you right. know like and you're like huh those are valid fears like perhaps we should mm -hmm. consider uh, my, my point is that in anything Marcy's like that was a tangent but my point is that it was not you're fine <laughs> the, the, in any relationship between people the people there should be space to be unsure and to to sit in that uncertainty until a consensus is or isn't reached and mm. you know and i think that's good and then in the exploration of self and in any vulnerability there will be uncertainty which i guess people are kind of afraid of in general right because we like our comforts yeah. um so yeah i don't know i i i feel you that everyone was very confident and i don't think at least in the u.s all of us are quite confident in sex because it's so like pushed to the side <laughs> so i think yeah it is great to see examples with people with confidence but yeah i think there's a validity to the awkwardness of it all i mean honestly yeah <laughs> the awkwardness is kind of i don't think you're gonna get out of it like i'm pretty sure and maybe yeah. we shouldn't want to get out of awkward things in life to be honest with you maybe the mm -hmm. awkward is the beauty of it too but yeah i don't know that's a lot so to say um words 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 <laughs> i love that you punctuated your own sentence with words words and, and thank you for saying that because i think yeah i i don't know why it's always it feels so important to always be like you know i like know the language to describe myself like i've like reached a place of understanding like i don't know i guess i i, I i've always struggled with feeling in flux and maybe it's just because maybe it's a vulnerability thing maybe it's just like i feel like i need to like, I need to have an understand. I, I guess the idea is, like, one where I'm, like, I want to make sure I understand myself first because sometimes I feel like, I, and this has happened to me, where it's, like, you know, how other people see you really does interact with how you see yourself. And mm -hmm. so I guess a part of me does want to be, like, very clear. I'm, like, okay, like, this is how I understand myself. And at the end of the day, this is what we're going to hold on to. And let's not try to, like, be swayed too much. Like, I mean, not saying that people can't influence us, but it's, like, in, in really fundamental ways that we know to be true. I just want to kind of have those things clear, I guess. And so that is so interesting. Maybe it's just a protective tactic. Maybe there's a way somewhere there where I'm like, mm, I don't want to be manipulated, which like, I mean, there. It's so it's just like, I think, I think there's a lot there, but, um, but like you said, there is, there is a beauty in sort of the, the, the process and, you know, the journey and just kind of being like unsure and be like, you know, what? I'm not fully sure, but like, here we are. Like, that's just yeah where we are and it's fine. I think too, there have been times when I have been 
unsure and someone has held me. And honestly, not even a romantic context. It's usually friends. But they've held space for my uncertainty. And there have been times when someone has, the way they saw me was validating. Yeah. And I wish people would do that for each other more so that, and not in a way that was manipulative, right? But in a way that was truly loving. Like, I see you for, I always explain it like hoping that I am sure enough of myself to see someone else clearly. Mm. And, you know, I'm humble brag. <laughs> I do that for others. <laughs> um, and and I, there's something that gives another person the freedom to be without having to put their guard up if they know that you aren't going to massage who they are to suit you at least for mm. a minute or two or maybe a whole day i don't know but um yeah. i think you're super valid in your like desire to know yourself so that other people can't alchemize you into someone you don't want to be um mm. but i think also the other people are at fault for not giving you the space to be who mm. you are and we should try yeah. to hold space for each other that allows them to be genuine and we should hope that our friends or lovers or people we've met <laughs> randomly <laughs> would give us the space to do that too you know yeah and i think sometimes it's okay to say you know i do not <laughs> feel like you are doing that so i'm going to go find someone who will and I know yeah. there is someone somewhere. <laughs> I mm -hmm. will just go find them, if it, even if it's difficult. So I don't know if yeah. that at all touched on what you were saying. And also... It, it does. <laughs> like, 100%. Like, there's the mark, and you were just, you were just right, tap dancing right <laughs> on it. You were just right, physically right there. Um, That's really funny. I also And I needed to hear that. <laughs> so thank you. Um, of course. Yeah. I feel um, slightly exposed because I feel like that's a conversation we would have had not on air. But I mean, maybe someone else needs to hear it too. It's just also validating because it means we're friends, not on air. So. <laughs> <laughs> people are like, do these people know each other? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we, we go way back. But yeah, and, and thank you. And it's just, and I've, I will say you have always been that person you you've mod you've always modeled that so well so yes not even humble brag just brag you're like yeah like <laughs> shit like it's like, it's like like you and i and i feel like this has always been true you know i think about even when we first met like i feel like there was and we were both wearing like purple converses and i was like <laughs> i feel at home i feel comfortable <laughs> i just feel permission and it's like it's it's so interesting how like you know, unfortunately, how uncommon that can be, where it's like we interact with so many people and sometimes it just feels like, yeah, we're just keeping up appearances all the time. And so, yeah, so when you find people who, you know, are like, oh, I can actually be like 100%, like keep it literally 100 with this person, like something really special. So, so yeah, so thank you for saying that. I definitely needed to hear that. And also, you know, I, I, I'm working to unlearn a lot of my like late adolescent, like, self-reliance like i'm just gonna rely on me and like anti-vulnerability like i'm like really working to learn a lot of that shit because it's not as i get older i'm like yeah this is like not helping it like i'm literally it's like i'm looking through like the files in my mind like i'm going through like the, the cabinets and i'm like girl we got all these fucking paper Th throw it this? away throw this away like i'm like we got to get a whole like 
there's so much so i'm just like yes i'm just trying to like work through a lot of that and like you know honor sort of what inspired a lot of those feelings because like those were very responsive Mm. perspectives that i developed you know but at the same time also be like but also i think that we can allow ourselves to shift our priorities and and allow ourselves to just like feel and just be present and just like and be vulnerable and like not try to always go through life feeling so like guarded or i need to like I'm always going to experience harm. And so I need to like mm. always be, you know, like it's like, let, like I, I really want to kind of move away from, from that space. Cause I see the ways in which it like has served me in the past. But as I get older, I'm like, you know, I do want to sort of to- yeah, just have a different energy and allow people to, to help <laughs> like allow, like allow others to like, I feel get that. this close, you know? Yeah. Um, so I am. Um, first of all, thank you. I um, got embarrassed. Um, but also, (laughs) you know who, uh, we have a mutual friend who once said to me, I was talking to her about similar fears that I have. And she said, well, I trust myself to be able to get better, even if something happens. And I was Mm. like, oh, I, 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 Marcy, I'm, I'm more similar to you in the sense that I'm like, well, time to put all the guards up to avoid any fear whatsoever. (laughs) No harm will come to me in my protective (laughs) bubble. But Mm. there was a different type of strength in her statement that I admired and took in theory and slower in practice. So, (laughs) yeah, but yeah, that's true. So, (sighs) yeah, I don't have anything else to say, but if you do. You know where you can find us at the colored pages <laughs> on Twitter or on our Instagram at these colored pages. Also, we have a link. Tree. They're like, you're really transitioning out, huh? <laughs> okay, we're just gonna, we're just gonna, okay, we're just gonna end on that note. That's fine. Was it? Was it a good note? Are we good to go? <laughs> Should I go back? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding, of course. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm. <laughs> we could also. I'm feeling very good about this, but anyway. But we also have a link tree, so you can see what books we're reading for the summer. Woo! Or you can email about the smoothness of my transitions at thesecolorpages Ooh, yes. at gmail.com. Or, hey, check out our website, thesecolorpages.com. We have interesting things like us and this podcast on there for you to see. Awesome. <laughs> um, and yeah, Summer Shorts has begun. So, you know, look at this fun, sexy little short we had. <laughs> There'll be more. <laughs> 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 oh my god yes so uh, we hope that you know y'all enjoy the episode if you all you know if the show brought you just any love light delight mm, into your life please show us some love wherever you are listening to this podcast which could be apple podcast mm. or not <laughs> so yeah and also too if you know if you have if there's just somebody in your life that's like you know what you know what you need erotica send them this episode send them a conversation around radical self-love yes. around marcy being in flux and being like wow like that was really vulnerable and that's just going on the internet and that's fine it's fine it's it's okay we're doing we're doing the thing and it's all right so yes um it definitely helps our community to grow it definitely helps us to get more connected so we definitely appreciate any sort of like sharing and community building and things like that and we also just deeply appreciate all of you for listening because we are just 
we'd just be talking to these mics and be like, That's hey, true. Marco, like, hey, girl. And y'all were like, <laughs> when is the next episode? And I'm like, that is wild that people are listening. listening. So, yeah. yes, we definitely appreciate all of you so much. Also, too, our next book will be Persepolis by Marjane Satrapi. Um, but between now and then, Aqua, is there anything else we should leave our listeners with before we head out? No, I guess. Well, actually, yes, I will say Marcy's vulnerability on this episode is so beautiful and lovely. And we encourage all of you to be vulnerable and explore yourselves and your imagination. And we hope that you have taken care of yourself during this episode. But until we see you next time, Mm. just remember to stay stay colorful. colorful.